We're continuing two uh, different trends that we have been on lately. Mm-hmm. We're continuing our spooky trends. So spooky. So spooky. And also, we're watching another CG film, so we're continuing our CG film trend. <laughs> so two things that we continue on. Yay! As uh, welcome to this week's episode of the Season of Checkup OVA. It's episode 150. Wow. It's a lot of episodes. It's 150 of them. That's like the celebration. That's that's a lot. So here's our celebration. Whee! Yay. Yay! <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello! And we're here to tell you about a, a, a motion picture in everyone's favorite genre. The biopunk horror genre. <laughs> I did not know that was a genre. We, until... we were going to talk about that today. I, I, we, we might have talked about it last time we we talked about a Resident Evil film. I don't remember us talking about that. The Wikipedia does mention that Resident Evil Vendetta is also a biopunk film, as what? is the previous one as well. What a wild, wild thing. So there you go. Uh, we will be talking about Resident Evil Damnation. Damnation. The second CG Resident Evil film that is tied to the games. Yeah, we're going backwards. We're going backwards because we, we planned this out very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we will talk about that. But first, I, I want to talk about a little something near and dear to my heart. It's actually, that's not even true in the slightest because it's not near and dear to my heart. Oh my God. Um, basketball's back. That is near and dear to my heart. Apparently. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court, just like I'm the king of the microphone, like Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking to the hoop. My favorite play is the alley-oop. I like pick and roll. I like the give and go, because basketball is the is some Curtis flow. It's a song called Basketball. It's really good. Anyways, hello. Um, <laughs> I played through the NBA 2K20 career mode. Which is basically the opening bits of the career mode, because that's where like the story portion is. And then they're like, now you gotta play basketball. <laughs> um and it just it was a weird, weird thing. Um the one thing they were kind of touting going into this was that like Alright, for this year's career mode, we have got an executive produced by LeBron James and his media corporation and all that sort of stuff, and it's like, okay, sure. And we're gonna talk about social justice. <laughs> and I was like, Okay, sure. Um, the NBA 2K career mode stories have been like very hit or miss over the past few years. Um, some of them are just very bizarre. Like there was a Spike Lee directed one where like there's like ghosts and shit in it. I don't know. I it was Excuse a long time me, ago. What? Yeah, it was weird. Um, what? Last year's had had scenes where Shaquille O'Neal would break into your home and talk to you about barbecue chicken. Uh, uh that sounds vaguely racist, but also like it's a thing. It's a thing he talks about. Like it's so it's like a is a phrase of like getting into the zone for him. Okay. Like you're gonna like barbecue go dunk chicken. on people, dunk on people, and go eat some barbecue chicken. It's a thing. Wow. Um. But yeah, he breaks into your home and just tells you about that. <laughs> All right. It was weird. But like most of them are just like you know, generic up and coming. Like you're a basketball player, and here is your story, and we some stuff in here this year's we're getting we're getting serious kind of 
you start in college, you play through all four years. Um, you're the senior star of this team. Um, and unlike most basketball players who basically they have to play a year and then they'll declare for the draft that they're like really good because uh, basketball or like the NBA has a has rules now where you can't go from high school to the, the NBA. You have to play at least a year of college or be like play international ball, stuff like that. It's weird rules. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, um, so you're kind of like a rare exception where you've played through all four years um, and you're basically like getting ready to go into the 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 big tournament the like March Madness stuff which they they can't talk about because they don't have the rights to the NCAA and all that sort of stuff so it's just like you're getting ready for the national tournament <laughs> and also like they don't have like actual colleges in this game because again NCAA is a f- terrible organization um, I believe that so you play through one game and then like during this game one of the your teammates gets injured really badly and then like it transitions to like he's like basically blown out all of his all the things in his knee is is done so he's basically out for the year um and he comes up to you talk to you and he's like yeah i gotta go do rehab and all this stuff but also like since i'm injured they're revoking my scholarship so i can't play basketball anymore so like you you barge into the coach's office who's played by idris elba which is a weird thing in and of itself. All kind right. of phones in his performance. It's kind of underwhelming. Okay. And you're like, "Yo, this is pretty messed up. Why are you why are you pulling this dude's scholarship?" And he's like, "That's what we have to do. You have to listen to me because I'm the coach." And then you just like storm out, and you're like, "Oh, I'm mad." Uh, so to to like basically protest this decision, um, you get you like you get the team together before the big like the your first opening round tournament matchup, and you basically don't suit up you basically just like you declare yourself like oh, i'm not gonna play because i'm a, this is my protest for you reneging this dude's scholarship um the whole team basically is like in agreement with you and like is like yeah okay go ahead and do this uh but of course your team loses um and it's bad uh so basically now you have like this weird um stigma attached to you like oh you did this thing but now you lost the the tournament and everything, and now you're also this this kid who's coming in from like four years of playing college ball. So teams aren't going to like look at you properly, um, and all this sort of stuff. And it's basically the rest of the story is kind of like you building yourself up, building your draft stock, draft stock up, so like you can get like a more prominent uh, draft position in the the NBA draft and all that sort of stuff. Um, but again, like this whole, the whole story is like based off of this, like, you know, you're protesting this, this decision that this coach made and everything. And then like, once your college career is over, like it's transitioning to you getting ready for the draft. So it's like, oh, do I go pick an agent or do I stick with like this advisor that I had? And if like you go pick an agent, like it basically just like ramps up in that way. And it's like, oh, well now let's go, let's go find these brands that you're going to attach to you. Let's get you these movie deals and all that sort of stuff. And it's like very odd that like it's going in that direction. Like there's no like real choices of like doing anything similar to what you do in the beginning. Like eventually, you know, you'll get drafted and everything. And like, once you go into summer league, which is like, um, there's a little like, like time during the summer where teams basically put together their rookies or their second years and form little teams and they basically play out games in like Vegas and stuff like that. Um, you go out for summer league and your college coach is like the summer league coach now. So like you have tension there and everything. And like, there's one choice you get to make during that where it's like, 
you're having practice and like he yells at you for doing like a flashy move and you can either be like stand up for yourself or just like ignore it and like it makes no sense like why this would be a big choice in the game it's like because like the 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 coaches the or the coaches reasoning is like hey don't do flashy moves because there's no one here to like watch them like be more efficient in your shooting and all that sort of stuff but if you, you stand up for yourself you're like oh i, I could do this stuff i know what i'm doing blah 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 and it basically goes against the entire tone of this career mode and everything it's very strange and then like when they're like hey we got to get you like a shoe deal it's like let's listen to all these brands pitch to you and talk to you about how you know we're going to use your message don't these other corporate companies may not do this but we'll, we'll use your message in a bright and and great way and it's like so just it's the antithesis of like you know corporations trying to be human and everything and trying to use trying to be like woke and all that sort of stuff <laughs> it, it's so f weird and then just like the whole thing ends with you like forgiving your coach and everything and you win a championship the summer league championship and then that's that's how the, the thing ends oh and then like i guess at, at the end you meet lebron james and he's like I learned when I was playing the league that I had to be more than just an athlete because that's like his whole thing is like whole um outside of basketball like media thing is like it's a brand that's you know being more than an athlete mm -hmm. and like he just gives you this weird just pep talk about that sort of stuff which in a way is very bizarre I mean LeBron in, in himself has been like you know a person who has touted like social justice throughout like you know his playing career and everything but then like Obviously, they did not anticipate uh, the stuff that happened with China and the NBA that happened very recently, where one of the uh, one of the dudes associated with the Houston Rockets tweeted out support of the Hong Kong protests, and then China got very mad about that, similar basically to the Blizzard stuff, um, yeah. to where like they he did this, and then basically NBA was going over to China for like preseason games, mm -hmm. so they China like basically like would not televise these games. Um, gave very limited media availability to players and everything. And then, like, once all that was over, LeBron was like, well, he shouldn't have said that. Uh, he shouldn't have done all that stuff. Oh, man. And, like, and then he tried to, like, clarify it afterwards, and everyone was like, mm, this is, hmm, not the kind of response you should probably go with here, my dude. Yeah, that's, that's not great. <laughs> it just makes all of that stuff in that story mode just feel very antiquated and just weird. Which is weird, because it's, like, a new game so it mm -hmm. shouldn't feel antiquated but you know here we are it was just it, like in, in the in the wake of all that stuff to the ha that happened like it just felt very bizarre like in a way that i don't think that they ever anticipated because obviously no one really thought that all of the stuff between you know companies and china would, would blow up in the way it had over the last few weeks but just <laughs> playing that thing now and just in the wake of all that stuff was just it was it was a a very bizarre ride, and even just like in general, like the stuff like having corporations come up to you and talk to you about how we, you know we believe in your message and we think we can we can use your message to help us and help you achieve your goals. It's like, dude. So yeah, it was weird. It yeah, had like a very weird. a very brief thing about social justice, and then just like completely just did not care about it for the rest of it <laughs> oh boy uh, yeah so there, there's your that's that's my brief bit about the nba 2k20 career mode <laughs> <laughs> 
And then it's like, hey, you want to go play basketball? And I'm like, I'm going to play the weird gotcha game that's in there as well. Oh. Wow. It's like it's like all the sports games have like, you know, the ultimate team stuff where you, you buy packs of cards and play like that. Mm-hmm. So I've just been doing a lot of that. Hmm. But not but not buying using money, just using in game currency. Yeah. Because I just like collecting stuff and it's it's a dumb thing. But yeah, that's that. It's weird. I just want to talk about how weird it was because like I played that over the the weekend. It was just like this is f- bizarre. I'm surprised you didn't even mention it to me. I was saving. I gotta surprise. I gotta save some things and surprise you for the pod. All right. All right. <laughs> that's the big reason. Also, I like. I didn't know if we were gonna talk about it or not. And just I don't know. I felt it just felt weird. You had to process it for a moment. Yeah, I had to really process it. I think it was kind of the big thing, and. <laughs> I was like, I should talk about this in the pod. Yeah. And now so we're here. Go. So there you go. Um, let's transition from that into a weird movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With butts. With butts. Resident Evil Damnation, the second CG Resident Evil film that came out in 2012, predating Resident Evil 6, which would come out, I think, a little bit later in the year. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the end credits have, like... A trailer, basically. Yeah, long extended like CG, like just basically just all a bunch of CG scenes from the game. Yeah, with like no context. <laughs> and a so that song was over it. Yeah. Um. So this takes place in between five and six, I believe. Yes. Um. And like we said, a a a film in the biopunk genre. <laughs> uh. Which, if you would like to know. Biopunk is a portmanteau of biotechnology or biology and punk, in case you were not aware. Yep. It's a subgenre of science fiction. All right, it focuses on sense. biotechnology okay. and is derived from cyberpunk, but focuses on the implications of implic- implications of biotechnology rather than information technology. All right. I mean, it makes sense. It's just mm-hmm. I've never seen the phrasing before and was like, what? what is this? Uh, this also says many features of biopunk fiction have their roots in Neuromancer, which is also like the genesis of cyberpunk. So mm-hmm. basically just go hand in hand with each other. One just They're is friends. a little bit. Yeah. One's about bioing and one's about cybering. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> just wait till we, tar- we we eventually talk about C-punk. Oh, jeez. And diesel punk. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, C-Punk, a 2011 uh, subculture that originated on Tumblr. Oh, boy. That's the thing. Anyways, Resident Evil. We're going to talk about Damnation. We are. Uh, this film, directed by Makoto Kamiya, the second film he would direct for the these Resident Evil CG films, he would direct the first one as well, um, Degeneration, but he would not return for Vendetta. So he did not contribute to the best one. He did not contribute to the best one. Uh, he had also done some work on Dino Crisis 3. He did some Ultraman uh, sh- the TV episodes. He was the cinematic director for Neo, the, uh, the, the game that came out in 2017. Uh, and apparently he also was the special effect director for the end of Evangelion. Whoa. And also okay. done, done some stuff for like Godzilla films. All right. So this um, dude has done some work. It seems like he, well, it seems like somebody at least is a fan of Leon since he's in all three movies. <laughs> it's true. As he should be. 
I mean, maybe they saw, like, the popularity he achieved post-4 was like, we should probably do more of that character. Yeah, they're like, oh, people really like Leon. It's like, yeah, because Leon's great and the best character in Resident Evil. Considering it's kind of surprising, like, he doesn't show up in the, the Revelations games. Yeah. Which, I mean, hey, he, he did not have to go through those games. He was spared, too. He was spared, yeah, yeah. One yeah. was okay, but like he was spared the mm -hmm. monstrosity that was too. Yes, uh, this film was released apparently as a digital download before it came to the home video on September fifteenth when it came to Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and the Zune Marketplace. Whoa! <laughs> and then eventually it would come to home video on September twenty fifth. Wow! So there you go. Uh, let's see here. You know, I've really realized lately that, like, I was missing out in life by not owning Vendetta. Mm -hmm. And now I'm glad that I own Vendetta. It's true. It's a good movie. It's a good uh, movie. This film would, would come to Japan in theaters on October 27, 2012, and it grossed $2.3 million at the Japanese box office. It would also gain uh, $3.2 million in home video sales. With the DVD and Blu-ray releases earning about $1.6 million each. So about half for both. It's not bad. Not bad. Uh, also, apparently this has a 72% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which compared to Vendetta, which has like a 40% rating, which is just very strange. Whoa. I would, I would, I would flip-flop these ratings, clearly. I don't know that I'd put this at 40%, but I would not put Vendetta at 40% because Vendetta is clearly the superior film. It really is. And I mean, in like, multiple ways. I would say in many, many ways, it's the superior film. Not that this one's bad, but Vendetta's better. Mm -hmm. We talked about this like a bit when we were watching this, but like it felt like this was a film that was still very much entrenched in the design of a video game it really did like it's at one point when I, uh, we were watching it i was like all right so we got into a, a new level and, and i think it was during the long ladder scene that like they were climbing up a long ladder and it was like oh yeah they climb up multiple long ladders but it feels like a, a like a transition scene and mm -hmm. like a game that they're like right. oh oh we have to load it so here's a long ladder um, but it does, it feels very much like a Resident Evil game in the sense that it's like, all right, well, this is this part of the game and now we're moving to this part of the game and then we're moving to this part of the game, including the fact that there is an in-game lab and the rocket launcher. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's legitimately like, I can't even talk legitimately like watching a game, like a mm -hmm. Resident Evil game. It's the same kind of formula. And a lot of like this, the, the, the various like set pieces they would encounter felt like levels in a way. Yeah. And also it looked like a lot of like just the models in general, like they, they acted or like they, they moved like they were like video game models compared to just like, I don't know, like normal CG models. Yeah, they did. It was very, very bizarre. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to compare the two, but like the CG in this definitely did not look as good as it did later in Vendetta, but of course, like, you know, Vendetta did come later. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, there was definitely some parts where it's like, oh, that looks rough. That yeah. animation looked a little wonky. Yeah. That that looked strange. Um, and also, like, I mean, again, it's probably unfair to compare it to Spirits Within probably looked better than this film did. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I remember that there were specifically parts when we were watching it that I was like, ooh, that was rough, and, like, you you should not have moments where you are visibly like, oh god, that was a rough looking animation mm -hmm. when you're watching animated film. 
Which is going to make, I think, when we eventually watch Degeneration, Oof. that's that's probably going to be some 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 interesting CG when we get to the because that film came out, I think, in what like twenty in oh eight, excuse me, two thousand eight. I was in like college, college when it came mm-hmm. out because I own it on DVD and I own it digitally now. But like, man, that is going to look like butts. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an interesting thing as we continue our way backwards in the <laughs> the catalog of CG Resident Evil films. Um, but let's get into this. All right, let's do it. Uh, we're in uh, the Eastern Slav Republic. With Leon Kennedy. Yes, which apparently, according to Wikipedia, is a fictional post-Soviet country formed following the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Is that the one that Jake's from, or is that a different one? Um... To the Googles. I don't have the Googles. Do you have the Googles? I got the Googles. We will find the answer to this question. Maybe. Who knows? Um, He's from Eastern Europe. So, potentially? Potentially. um, Because we knew he was Eastern Europe, but I thought that maybe he was from this country. He's from the Eastern European Republic of Edonia. Okay. All right. So... Not from here, but we're here with Leon. Leon Scott Kennedy, rookie cop. Rookie cop. Um, who is wearing like a pullover and jeans and on some kind of military mission. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, you shouldn't be there. And he gets grumpy with Hunnigan. <laughs> and then just like hangs up on her. And is like, I'm never talking to you. Well, the funny thing is that he has like a one liner about like, I'm going to get this done and go have breakfast. And I'm like, <laughs> um, which it should be said, um, this is Matt Mercer, Leon S. Kennedy, which is a, a good thing. Was this his debut as Leon? Uh, it might have been because he was Leon in this and six. So probably just in conjunction Vendetta. with with the, considering he would been, he would be Leon in six. So they probably just like, well, we're doing this other thing as well. Might as well get you for this as well. And he was Leon in Vendetta. So, well, right, but this this predates Vendetta. Right, right. I know. I'm just saying that like this may have been his first Leon adventure. I, I guess it would have to because this does predate Six's release date. So, mm-hmm. um, so he does great. He does a really great job delivering Leon's like witty, ridiculous lines. He's sass. He is so sassy, and Matt Mercer nails the sass machinery here. <laughs> But yeah, he's mad because he doesn't get breakfast and like Hunnigan told him to pull back and he's like, wait, what? No, there's there's B.O.W.'s. I can't do that. Bows. Bows. Um, which I guess they've officially corrected the error of like whether her name is Hunnigan or Hannigan. Was that a thing? Yeah, there was there was a real like debate in the Resident Evil world whether her name was Hunnigan or Hannigan. All right. <laughs> I, I shit you not. I mean, I believe you. I'm just. But she was hunting. People have a lot of time on their hands. People do have a lot of time on their hands. Um, so yeah, there's there's a civil war happening in this this place that Leon's in, and the U.S. and Russia are about to team up and intervene. Yep. Which sure. Seems legit. Yeah. Very. Um, he goes to a parking garage to find a contact of his who's named Scarecrow, and Scarecrow is just basically like, uh, 
he's like, Scarecrow, I'm the Tin Man. And I'm like, oh, wow, you're the Tin Man. <laughs> and he's like, and then he just starts doing Wizard of Oz, pun, Oz puns, excuse me. Um, About the cowardly lion when mm-hmm. the, the liquor shows up. So a liquor shows up and tries to beat up Leon. Which yeah. Leon which... did not learn from Resident Evil 2 that you just don't be do quiet. anything. You be quiet and just let it just walk around you, which eventually he does later, but... Yeah, but you'd think he would remember that. Mm-hmm. And also, like, liquors haven't really been around that much since, too. I, were they in 3? I don't remember, but... I couldn't tell you. Um, You know, Leon has some of the largest amount of experience dealing with liquors. You'd think he would know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. but instead Maybe he's he like, was just so caught off guard with his, his puns. He's like, time to be exceptionally loud as the Tin Man. Uh, So, yeah, it, d- it doesn't go well. No. He gets knocked out, and the, li- the liquor's about to kill him, but then this old dude comes in, just is like, no, we're not doing that, and then he gets well, tied up in a chair. The liquor was going to touch him. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, because, like, he gets, he he passes out, and then, like, the liquor just comes up to him and is like, ooh, and then the old man's like, no, don't, no. Do not don't, touch. Do not, don't touch, no touching. No touchy. No touching! <laughs> <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> But yeah, uh, apparently we can control the liquors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets held hostage by these uh, rebellion fighters, JD, who looks like he just came from a new metal band. He does. And then Buddy. Buddy, um, his his name is Sasha, which is um, a Russian diminutive of Alexander, mm-hmm. but they call him Buddy. His name is Buddy Alexander Sasha Kozashenko. How many nick? So he has Buddy and he has Sasha both as nicknames, which is yep. weird. Like, he yeah, gets all of them. Sasha um, is is the diminutive, and JD calls him that once. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, who's Sasha? That I realized, like, oh, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun when you know some Russian diminutives when these things <laughs> show up, because otherwise you're like, why does Alexander become Sasha? It's like, well, it doesn't really make sense, but that's how they do it. Uh, the old man's there too, and he just coughs a lot. A lot. He a sounds lot. like me when I have pneumonia. <laughs> God. Um, we cut to the president of this country, Svetlana. Svetlana. She is meeting Blonde. with her 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 posse. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. And then Ada shows up. Yeah, Ada Wong is here, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm part of the BSAA." We're like, "Hmm." Mm suspect and she's like oh we have a we don't need to use b we you know bow's have been used in wars and conflicts we have a new thing we can do we we have developed a thing that we can basically control them and you're like hmm also ada's model looks really bad it's very weird it does not look ada-esque it just looks bizarre uh, we go back to Leon and his pals, and then some soldiers are, are are bursting into this hideout because the old man just keeps coughing. Um. Also, at one point in this, um, we find out that JD is like a really big fan of American-made stuff. <laughs> he loves American. He's stuff. like, I want to eat American fast food. I want to eat hamburgers. I want to eat fried chicken. I want to have your DVDs. I have fifty DVDs, and none of them are pirated. Not pirated. And he loves American. Um bulletproof vests he just loves anything american except for america i think uh it's 
Buddy asks him, like, where did he get the... Because, like, they're like, are you a spy? Are you from the CIA? Why are you here? And Leon's just like, I'm on vacation. I'm trying to find breakfast. <laughs> and then Buddy's like, if you're if you're just a, a regular citizen, why do you have this kind of gun? Like, do they just pop you out of the womb with this kind of gun? And Leon's like, that's just how it is in America. America. <laughs> he, like, goes on this whole, like, Second oh, Amendment God. type rant. It's hilarious. God. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, some soldiers show up because the old man keeps coughing, and then they bust in, trying to take them out. The old man like has some glowy eyes and takes out a lot of the soldiers. Um, Leon headbutts one of the soldiers in the head who has a helmet on, which is a very not smart move. <laughs> it's not a smart move, but it somehow does not affect him. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because he's so hard headed that he won't probably. get over Ada, and he's like, "All right, well, my head's just like made of steel at this point." They uh they they basically split off into these like tunnels. Uh, Leon's off on his own. JD and Buddy go off their own other way. They think Leon's dead. They they basically attempt to shoot the old man and kill him, but then that doesn't really work. Yeah, uh, you gotta shoot in the head. They didn't do that. No, Leon eventually finds JD later, and they have to fight a bunch of folks who are infected. Um. The old Leon, man shows up again. Yeah, Leon um, is doing his best, as you said, Moria impression because um, he he has a flashlight that he's using at one point when he's handcuffed, and then eventually he gets like a crowbar. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god, he's not gonna be able to do much. Mm-mm. No, but he also like does way more than JD does in the scene. So like, eh. true. Um, Leon eventually learns that it's the Plaga. Mm-hmm. From four that is here again. Just can't get away from it. Great. Uh, they eventually escape after like nearly squishing themselves on the door. They climb a big ladder, get out. They watch a dude who has a gun just like let himself get force fed a a gross thing and get turned. Um, and then they J- go to a church. When JD was trying to squeeze the door, he's like, "I need to stop eating American snacks." <laughs> Uh, so they go to the church and everything, and then Leon gets help gets is able to escape thanks to JD, who gives him like his his vest and everything, and a gun, and he's like, "You gotta stop, buddy. He's going banana." Banana. Uh, he tells him that the government bombing of a school, which was mistaken for a rebel hideout, killed Buddy's fiance and her students, causing his hatred. <laughs> so Leon goes off and finds a secret lab. Or he goes and finds Ada. Yeah. Um, they run into each other, and he's like, what are you doing here? My pants are very tight now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, you're you're probably up to all this. And she's like, no, it couldn't be me. <laughs> uh, and again, this says in the Wikipedia article, she flirtatiously teases Leon by asking when they're going to continue from that night. Yeah, so we were just discussing this. Um, mm-hmm. She she does flirt with him about that night, um, although he doesn't seem like I, I don't know the right word. He doesn't like respond to it as you would think that a man who is like he's got to keep it cool. He's got to play it cool in front of the lady he likes. D- does he ever play it cool? Ever? No, but this is him thinking he's playing it cool. Oh my god! Um, so 
I was looking to see if anybody had like figured out what this was referencing. And I saw multiple references that like they were talking about what happened in Resident Evil 4. No. And I'm like, no. But then the question is like, do Leon and Ada like meet up and bone? Like, no, they f I, I'm, I, I don't believe Leon. F I, I think, okay, here, here's my intricate um, analysis of Leon S. Kennedy's sex life. Um, I do not think that he would Ada anyway, um, because here's the thing. No, 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 because he would if given the opportunity, but I think she keeps stringing him along. And he's like, oh, oh, yes, yes, Ada, hello, hi, yes, we, sh we should do the thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, we'll do the thing. And then, like, completely does some shenanigans, as Ada does. Um, so I feel like he he just always wants to and would if given the opportunity, but she never actually does it. What if? I, okay, here's, my, here's my theory. Do you have an analysis of Leon S. Kennedy's sex life? <laughs> they met up in a hotel. Okay. They they had a weird fight because that's usually what they happen that happens between them two. Yeah. And Leon thought they. F I mean that's that's more plausible to me than them actually doing the do. He got tired and passed out, and then she's like, "Well, later." That, <laughs> and then he just thinks like, "Oh, we we did the do." That seems way more plausible to me that like there he got so drunk or something that like he passes out and is like all right cool like steals his wallet or something and leaves and he's like oh well i don't have pants on anymore so like obviously something happened you know like i'm i'm 99 sure that that's what happens because she leaves he, him like a suggestive note to make it to imply that it happened to yeah i think it happened like i really really think that that's the case that leon and ada have never actually done the do and I think I'm right. Um, and he does like actively hit on other people um, and, and other things. Um, is he actively doing it or is he unsubconsciously doing it and doesn't realize he's doing it? <laughs> no, like he, in four, he tells Han again, like she looks nice without her glasses. They should go get a drink sometime. Like that's Maybe he's a just being polite. He's just like, hey, you, you look nice like that. You know, after we get, we just, you know, have a drink, chill, just, you know chat like normal people um, he just thinks he's being very friendly he doesn't realize <laughs> the, the implications he, he did turn down ashley graham which is a thing but maybe he was literally like oh my god i just saved you and we did this entire thing you want me to do overtime no i'm off the clock now <laughs> um and then there was somebody else that he flirted with but like he 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 flirts with people sometimes he flirts with claire and two but then he meets ada and he's like mm. <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> I don't remember if he flirts with the girl in six or not. Helena. Yeah. Not really. So clearly, so clearly, I think I think my my theory that he just inadvertently is doing this and does not realize he's doing it is right, and he, but he thinks he's doing it perfectly well with Ada. Okay, so here's the thing: I love this idea of Leon like accidentally hitting on people. <laughs> And not realizing that, but also thinking he's doing a great job with Ada when he's actually just like blowing it consistently. But also, he like, he is the epitome of big dumb energy, after all. But it really fits his character because you know he's always throwing around these puns and jokes and stuff. So he thinks that he's like this really cool guy, and you know he he kind of was a nerd in two, 
Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, I'm not that guy anymore. I am a cool guy. I can hit on women. Um, but then he, like, you know, passes out with his pants off and then Ada says, swallow it. <laughs> I, I, that's. I like how you're, you're making Ada to be a petty thief. <laughs> and just like, I'm just going to steal his wallet. I mean, I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> Does he have a bioweapon in here? That would be like such a troll move on her part. And I think that's the thing with Ada is that she just consistently trolls Leon. Like she's like, how can I mess with two? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, she's constantly thinking of like, how can I mess with Leon the most at this point? Like what would be the funniest to me if I did this to him and like making him think that they boned and stealing his wallet. She is much too busy hanging out with her, her true best friend. Agent. Your boy agent. Your boy agent. Which, um, <laughs> which again, I think we, it was during the scene we were like, because she, she uses her, her grappling hook and yeah. jettisons away. And we're like, where is agent in this scene? And I think I was like, agent would be in this scene. And he just, during the whole time that Leon's there, he just like cross-armed and just mean mugging Leon. Just like, I'm watching you, boy. <laughs> are there any doors? Because if there are any doors to get to this area, then Agent cannot participate. <laughs> well, they, she didn't leave by a door. She left through, like, a hole in a roof. That's true. Well, if there are any doors, an Agent can't participate because he no, can't. No, he just, he just, he passes through them. He can't open doors. He can, but he can pass through them. He can after Ada opens them. Yeah, he just, you know, he's he, she's very polite to him. She's like, I'm going to hold the door open for you. I know that he's you... like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> I cannot personally open doors, so I appreciate that you think I have of ne- me, I never learned to open doors, but I'm glad you think of me. This is why we are the best of pals. See, that's the thing, is that she's been stringing Leon along, but really, it's all about agent. I No, I don't... They don't have... There's no romantic feelings there. Oh, they're no, just, no, no, they're... no, 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 no. You, you, you missed my interpretation there. Oh, sorry. Ada has the hots for agent, but agent... <laughs> agent is the dumb... is like... I don't what's romance yeah he's like we're, we're bros man we're best friends I love all right I am down for this very <laughs> love triangle what have we done this is the best part of, this is the best piece of Resident Evil fiction that has ever been created oh man time for us to go on a AO3 and write some great fiction on Leon and Ada and agent triangle <laughs> oh my god um honestly like this could not have gone better <laughs> um the secret yeah. backstory that agent has like just a family back home he's like yeah i just i, I this is just my job yeah this, this, i'm just very professional ada's like you know trying I got to my get best all, friend ada here <laughs> all up in his face he's like oh you know ada you you your top button came undone let me get that for you you know you don't you, you don't want to catch a cold <laughs> I love this. <laughs> See, this is much better than them boning, right? It very much is. I'm glad we went from that to th- this. <laughs> this is what we do. This is the true Leon backstory. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing that makes sense to me, really. There's a deleted scene in Vendetta where Leon's like getting another drink and then Agent shows up and is like, How you doing, buddy? <laughs> 
I know we've had our issues in the past, but are you doing okay? I've, I've noticed you've been feeling a little down lately. You've been drinking a lot. You've been, you know, you've been hitting the booze a lot. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Have you shaved in like three weeks, man? Like, you're looking a little rough. Maybe you should go take a shower. And it's like, have you seen Ada lately? And he's like, oh yeah, Ada, you know, we talk every night. And she, she's, she's doing really well, man. Doing really well. She's working for this guy now, as opposed to the guy that she was working for last week. And then the guy that she was working for the week before that, she already killed him. But she's doing fine, man. She's making a lot of money. She just, she just bought three houses. Leon's just over there drinking another drink. He's like, like, oh, God. He's like, what's wrong, buddy? <laughs> I thought you'd be happy for Ada. I'm oh, telling I gotta, you all I gotta the go. Things. The wife and kids are expecting me. And he's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and then he, like, drops down some money. I was like, give this good man a drink. <laughs> and Ada just walks out. <laughs> are we really just developing the Ada story? <laughs> Because he is our best boy. <laughs> He's the best boy. <laughs> uh, this is the true Resident Evil that we deserve. This is the, this is the true fourth film that they're going to make. It's all about Agent. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <sighs> wow, I don't even remember. Oh, we were in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where she says we should continue that night. And then we went on a... F- fantastic side story here yeah we did holy it's shit. really <sighs> the best resident evil story to ever have been written it really is <laughs> <sighs> anyways yeah so she leaves and then she's like hey they're gonna blow up the city and leon's like oh crap gotta go back to the church uh he, he goes back to church the church has been invaded jd's there and he's like oh they got the jump on me <laughs> Thank good, thank goodness for big American survival vest. And Leon's just like, yay. Uh, Buddy shows up and is like, oh, Leon's the cause of this. And he's like, no, he isn't. Also, I'm infected. He's my friend. Please don't he's hurt my him. Friend. But yes, I'm a zombie. Also, I think during this time, Leon learns that like, Buddy has the, the whole thing majig that makes you control the, the infected and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, JD gets infected and they have to take him out. Yeah. To dinner. Not to dinner. <laughs> take him out to pasture. Yeah. Um. So he takes Leon- all the gear and Leon yeah. takes the gear and runs off. Now he's fully strapped up. He's got the vest. He's got the guns. He's got ammo. He's going to take care of business. He he tries to make Buddy like give up on controlling the, the infected and he's like, nope. And then the the church gets bombed, and somehow Leon is able to survive the the ceiling being brought down upon him. You know, as you do. Then we get that weird scene where Svetlana and Ada fight in the president's room, and Ada's like shirt gets cut open. Yeah, that was weird. They did have that really good part where they she fo- she like throws her gun up yeah. and does like a backflip, and like the gun just like very casually just hides her panty shot. Yep. Which, like that's pretty good. I appreciate that more than actually doing a panty shot. Yeah. Um, but like, also, that's clever. It's very weird, like that the president and Ada are just like equals at fighting, and then mm-hmm. Ada's like, um, I don't know how to deal with somebody who is my equal. This is not okay. Um. Uh, also, by the way, this room is an elevator. Yeah. So like the president's like, we are not gonna let you escape this this place, and Ada's like, well, crud. 
Yeah, uh, Leon like eventually... the first time I've ever seen Ada like actually like shaken up by anything. Yeah. Leon shows up as well and finds a big lab because, of course, we are now in the lab section of, the the, lab section of Resident of Evil story. Um, Ada gets tied up, but then, like, she has a knife in her stiletto. Yep. <laughs> she just takes off and is like, it's like, all right, cool. They're like, they didn't search me. It's like, who would have searched her heels? I mean, they should know who Ada Wong is at this point. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, she meets up with Leon in, like, the main control and is like, Hey, there's a bunch of the Plaga here. And he's like, huh, okay, that's weird. Uh, the president shows up again as she brings out a bunch of soldiers. Uh, Ada basically takes the power out. Yeah. And then Leon just murders a few of these soldiers. Casual murder. <laughs> Very but casual then, like, murder. He kills a few of the guys, but then the other guys start shooting because they're shooting and then just killing their bros. Mm-hmm. He he sneaks up on the president and like gets behind her like, all right, I got her. And she's like, you don't really know what's going on, do you? And he's, just, and he's just like, no. You're the beekeeper, aren't you? And she's like, no, you dumb <laughs> And then beats him up. Yeah. Uh, Buddy shows up as well. He brings his, his liquor boys with him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you going to do if you kill me? You can't run the country. liquor, like alcohol at first, but I understand now you mean liquor, <laughs> the critters. Yes, his anyway. liquor boys. Anyway. So she's like taunts him, and then she activates some her own BOWs, which are basically ginormous evolved Mister X's, and there are two of them. There are two of them. They don't have hats, which is upsetting. They don't have hats. They but do they have also, trench they have, coats. They have cool coats, uh, and uh, they're double X gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. So they have to fight both of these Mister X's, and also but he tries, but he has to try and use his liquor boys to help. Get them away. They get into an elevator and try to get out of it. But then the the tyrants are like, hey, you didn't hold the elevator. Get back here. <laughs> I asked you to hold it. They um, eventually uh, escape the elevator by climbing yet another ladder. Yeah. And this one, Buddy, was like, oh, man, I survived. And now I get to climb up this ladder looking directly at Leon's ass. <laughs> and I'm like, what, the, what a life that man is living right now. Leon's get- butt looks really good in these jeans. They're like 95% of this movie. There's a few scenes that I'm like, oh, that animation on his butt does not look right. But like for the most part, it's a really, really good butt. Uh, so they get topside and basically try and find a way to escape. But here comes the, the Mr. X's. They're like, hey, what are you doing? Um, But now they're naked and beefy. And well, they don't get naked quite yet. Oh, um, right, right, right. You're right. Leon tries to fight him off. He lures one to like a gas tanker and tries to blow it up, and then it just gets naked. With the and liquor, it's very ripped. The liquor is like, oh hey, I'm gonna go to this gas tank, and then the guy's like, oh, I'm gonna punch you into the gas tank, and then mm-hmm. Leon basically like thanks him for his service, and then shoots the gas tank, and he's like, all right, cool, that should handle it. No, and it doesn't. He is huge and naked now. So uh, they uh, they have to fight some of these these Mr. X boys. Um, at one point, Leon gets a rocket launcher out, and we're like, oh, yeah, in-game rocket launcher. That makes sense. And so the the one Mr. X just, he shoots it at one of them, and basically he, the Mr. X sees it coming, like, stops in his tracks, and it lets him go by. He Leon shoots another one. He just catches it and just chucks it in the air, and it was so cool. It was really cool, but also, like, goes very much against the Resident Evil plot. Of, mm-hmm. like, you have to have a rocket launcher to this. So Leon's like, all right, well, that was my only plan. I don't know what to do now. And he's about to get, like, torn to shreds. And Buddy Because, like, the, the, the tyrant just, like, 
throws him into a pillar and just like about to punch his face in and then here comes a tank yeah um, and like that probably would have broken his back yeah that would have not been great um but yeah he uh he he sends the liquors after the the tyrant and also the tank is there and the tank is is gonna gonna end this but it's not really working, so Leon decides, like, I'm going to get in the gunner mm-hmm. and makes a lot of weird jokes at this point. <laughs> so, like, he's, like, moving the gunner, trying to, like, get in the position to shoot him, and, like, the Mr. is like, nope, nope, like, bobbing and weaving while also trying to, like, flip this tank. But also, Leon, like, bonks him on the head at one point with it, and I'm like, what are you doing, <laughs> Leon? You're just bonking him. And then a bunch of liquor show up and, like, hold it in position to let it get blown up. And he blows its head off, and then the tank falls over. And they're like, oh, good, we're we're finally free. And then the other Mr. X shows up. And then also a third a shows up. third! <laughs> they're like, oh, God. So, like, Leon grabs Buddy and is like, they're going to flee. And, like, they get to, like, this little fountain area. And Leon's just like, all right, well, I don't have any ammo in this gun. Let me get my pistol out. Well, crap, don't got any ammo in this gun. <sighs> what do I got left? I got my knife. He takes out his knife to fight two Mr. X dudes that are like beefed up Mr. X's. It's not even the regular Mr. X, which we were talking about the fact that this is basically like RE2 on steroids. Yeah, kind of. Because it's got liquors and Mr. X um, yeah. times three. But yeah, he he has his knife out. I'm like, Leon, really? That's what you think you're going to do is knife these dudes to death? Like, no, that's not going to happen. Um, But then... Something else happens. One of them's like making its way to him and then just gets blown to shreds. It like and then just a, leaves a plane like flies lit. around. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one comes and it gets blown up as well. So like there's these US A ten planes that basically come in to save the day and Leon's like, Oh, I guess my superiors were watching me. Yeah, because the whole thing is that like uh Hunting wait, Huntington, yeah, she was saying at the beginning, um, oh, yeah, they're keeping an eye on you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's been doing all these shenanigans. But then they've been keeping an eye on him this whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they blew up the the two Mr. X's that he was going to take out with a knife. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, Svetlana was about to do a press conference being like, oh, we got rid of the B.O.W.s and everything. And as soon as she, like, starts, her, her like, secretary comes like, yeah, the U.S. and Russians are invading. We're under attack. She's like, F-. <laughs> well, I give up. <laughs> so she resigns, and then basically the country kind of gains independence. Uh, Leon and Buddy have a little heart to heart at the end. Buddy's like, I can't live for anything anymore. You got to kill me before I get taken over. Leon's like, No, you have to carry on living even if you have no limbs because of people who died. Blah. Which was really confusing because I'm like, What do you mean if you don't have limbs? And then, like, <laughs> The end scene, I was like, oh, now I know what he meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get a few days later where Leon is talking to Hunnigan about the mission. He's watching the news about the, the war and everything. I was He's asking, like, like, is this a hotel room or is it his house or what is it? Because it's a very weird place yeah. where he is. And he's in his RE4 shirt, which is a good shirt. And he's boozing. He is boozing hard, which he's, he's got like vodka out. He's just like, I'm just drinking this straight. He uh, he had Jake's, I think, um, flask for a bit and was drinking mm-hmm. out of it. And now he's which just he like gives the buddy at the end straight out of the bottle here. Mm-hmm. 
We were like, man, after this and what happens in six, like, no wonder he's just like in bars and at, in the, the middle of Vendetta just getting wasted all the time. Yeah, this dude's had a hard life. Uh, Ada talks to her employer about getting up, get, how she got the Plaga sample. Uh, and then she's like, well, I don't know if I want to give it to you or not. But then, like, her employer's like, well, well, we'll get your global arrest warrant off of you. She's like, well, I really wanted one of those. Sure you uh, And then the film ends with Buddy wheeling himself up a cobblestone road, which is going uphill by himself. No one is helping this No one's man. helping him. And he's going to a school, which this says apparently he became a teacher. Yeah, he, he well, he was a teacher before. Um, but, uh, so this, he's this, a teacher again. Yeah, and then this basically confirms that Leon shoots him and shot him in the spine to kill the Plaga. Yeah, so Leon mentions earlier to JD that the only way to defeat the Plaga is to destroy the spine in some way, and that it's either death or paralysis, but um, that's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so he shoots him in the spine, and apparently only paralyzes his legs because he's using his arms, but like this poor man is going uphill on a cobblestone street <laughs> no in a wheelchair and no one's helping it. And I'm like, what is happening? Why isn't no one helping this man? Also, like you were saying, there are sidewalks. There are sidewalks with enough room for him to go up. Ay but, ay. but anyway, he's going to go back to his life as a teacher mm. instead of, you know, a terrorist. And then we get credits, which basically have a bunch of, uh, cutscenes from Resident Evil 6 playing during them. And awful music. And bad song, yeah. Really bad. That's Resident Evil Damnation. Not as good as Vendetta. No. Like, it. I think for the first three quarters of it, it was kind of just like, eh. Mm -hmm. It really picks up near, like, the end of it where, like, they really go just dumb and fun Resident with the- Resident Evil the, stupid. The action and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it needed a lot more of that in it than what it really had. Like, I the mean, story itself is just, eh. Once we have, like, Leon deciding he's going to take on, like, two Mr. X's with a knife, I was like, all right, yeah, this is awesome. But that was, like, you know, the last 20 minutes of the movie, so. Mm -hmm. Like, Vendetta at least had, like, its action scenes were just, like, ridiculous and over-the-top ways where it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you even and mentioned that carried at one point, like, throughout. Leon needed a motorcycle. He did. Wow. Again, though, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's just you know, compared to Vendetta, I don't think it's it. I don't think it's the right amount of Resident Evil dumbness that we are looking for. But it eventually gets there. But you have to basically kind of wait towards the end to get there. Um, the redeeming part of it, um, before that is one Leon's butt and two Leon's jokes. Yeah, he's very sassy in this he, film. He is so sassy. I love sassy Leon. It is the best that Leon's so sassy. Which I'm I'm wondering when we get to whenever we watch Degeneration, whether he's going to be very sassy in that film as well or not. I don't know. And he's going to have a different voice actor there too. Is that the is he going to have the the original voice actor then? Like the four voice actor? Yeah. Potentially. Let's see here. I mean, also, we're going to see whether or not if. If Claire lives up to her complete dumbassery that she was in Revelations 2, uh, it is his four-voice actor, so okay. that, that's also a good voice for him. So Yeah, I agree. It is a shame he will not be doing his, uh, merchant. his merchant voice, though. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you selling? Got some rare goods for you, stranger. 
Okay, I have a, I have a new side story for this. Okay. Agent and merchant grew up together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're childhood friends. I like this. See, it just keeps getting better. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I it's could really, write better really Resident Evils than some of them. It's true. Oh, man. This is what Revelations 2 should have been. <laughs> the agent merchant game. <laughs> well, and Revelations of like, what has been going on with Leon and Ada and agent and merchant. <laughs> true. <laughs> what what piece of literature are we going to tie into that, though? Oh, man. um, We have to think of something. Something relevant to... Uh, we could go with, like, Great Gatsby or something. <laughs> I don't know. What oh. would we? What would we use? I don't know. I think we'd have to think about that more than what we have time for, but... We'll, we'll tweet it once we figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah. That is the that is Resident Evil Damnation, the second Resident Evil film. Spoopy. Getting those October spookiness in, mm -hmm. which is this. This is going to be our last October spooky episode. So, wow. Because next week will be November. Oh my god. <laughs> this is a terrifying thing to think of. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap this episode up then. We uh we we watched the film. We we talked about some basketball, and then we came up with some great extended universe <laughs> stories for the Resident Evil franchise. <laughs> what great canon we came up with! Truly, truly. Hire us. We can, <laughs> we can write some good Resident yeah, Evil. Yeah, Capcom. We'll make a good. We'll make a good side Resident Evil game for you. <laughs> We won't. We won't guarantee that the game's going to be. The gameplay is going to be good, but the story is going to be ridiculous. Well, we don't have to do the gameplay. They could do the gameplay. We just That's have true. to give them a good story. It's true. We could you're do not it. Not wrong. Oh boy. Uh, anyways, <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm good. If you'd like more from us, go to seasonalnightcheckup.com or scc.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup and Jared and Now Watch. You can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Anime Checkup. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. If you would like to support our dumb, our dumbness and also get fun, goofy bonus episodes. Yee. Uh, next week, we'll do something. Yeah. Who knows what it will be? I don't know. Um, in worst case, we have the third movie of this, but I don't, I don't know that anything that's coming out soon will be finished by that yeah. time. Because like Luigi's Mansion comes out next week. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Um, but I'm not even going to touch that until Cold Steel's done. And mm -hmm. like, there's there's some there's some stuff happening, but it it will take time. It will take time. So we'll figure things out. Yee. Yee. So look forward to something. <laughs> look forward to more Leon, Ada, Agent, merchant. and co-starring Merchant, who just shows up in the background sometimes. Sells some things. Sells some stuff. Has a very lucrative business. I'm so proud of him. Very. <laughs>